refusing to be defined by other people's perceptions. Paul Nicky, playwright and disability rights advocate Henrietta Bollinger is a trailblazer in what's been coined recently criplet or crip culture. It's art taking back power, defining things on the disabled writer's own terms. Henrietta is the author of numerous plays, an actor and a producer to boot, and she recently co-wrote Working Together, Accessibility in Aotearoa Theatre, uh, which she did with Nathan Mudge, published by Playmarket. And now Henrietta it has got a debut essay collection called Articulations Out. It speaks to their experiences as queer, disabled and as a twin, and it's been published by Tender Press. And Henrietta joins us now in the studio. Tēnā koe e ho. Kia ora, Mark. Um, it, I'd like to start by being open about my unease about this using me personally using this term crip. Um, you, you, you've you've talked of crip creativity in your writing yourself, and I feel mm. like for me using it, it's a little bit like the the N word. It's okay for like a, a black American hip hop artist to 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 reclaim the N word, but not okay for a white man. What about what about crip? Do you think? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I think with all these terms, uh, we can learn from each other. All these these um, conversations between minority groups about minority identity, we can learn from each other. Um, and there is some crossover. There's also a danger, I suppose, in in, in kind of direct one for one comparisons. But I think in terms of the in terms of the term crip. Yeah, it is in a similar way um, a reclaimed word. I mean, I, from my understanding, also as a queer person, I kind of do make that that comparison. Is that there's this this word queer that's been yeah. that was used as a slur mm. that has been reclaimed um, by the queer community, um, and so has a similar a similar history. Um, to it, I would note though that um, uh, I think also um, as much as we, um, yeah, as much as community are taking up that term and 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 maybe and uh, reclaiming power from it, um, we're also as a as a wider society still uncomfortable with. Um, using the term disabled neutrally. I was going to say that because it feels like, I mean, the, you would have been called far worse things and there are there's a real history, I remember at school even, of far worse words. Um, but even for myself, you know, do, can I use the word disabled? Is it correct or is it differently bodied? You know, there's been a lot of different language over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is this kind of... Um, need uh for some uh people in society to to take a sort of euphemistic um approach to language around disability um for the disability rights uh, movement the word disabled or the term uh, disabled as a label um kind of got adopt adopted as this way to um communicate um, a new non non medicalized way of looking at at disability, which is yeah. the social model, um, which is moving that shifting the the sort of um, uh, locus of the problem, the 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 sort of blame for disability away from the individual person, away from the a condition that they might have, and onto um, you know. A, a society that hasn't considered 
um, that hasn't considered how disabled people might might engage in the world. And so shifting, yes. therefore, the responsibility onto the world to change rather than disabled people to change. Well, look, could I introduce your book at this point, Articulations? Look, uh, c- congratulations. It's it's so beautifully written. And in terms of talking about language, smart, funny, and unflinchingly honest. It's full of pearlers I can bring up, but I did want to quote a little bit here in terms of language, some, some quotes. So two that I picked out here on this kind of topic. You write, I think, the world and not the body is disabling. The body still exists in this understanding of the world, but it is less in need of fixing. So the sense that the world has need of fixing rather than the body. I thought Absolutely. that was a beautiful way to put it. And I and I think it is. I think there's another... Um, uh, there's another line where I say... Um, the uh, the world or society I can't remember suffers from an acute lack of imagination about um, what should be what should be possible for disabled people. And again, yeah, shifting the shifting the onus for change. Yeah, you also quote the American disability rights attorney um, Harriet McBride Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of treating me as a disability object, I've resisted. I've insisted on being the subject in the grammatical sense, the sense that the, rather than being a passive object being acted upon, the active eye that does things, I think is what she, yes. she says. Yeah. Yes, and I and for me, I mean, that essay um, is about freedom in a lot of ways. It's about um, activism um, and... And it's also about the ability to tell our own stories. That quote, um, yeah, comes from uh, the beginning of her her book, Too Late to Die Young, and she's talking about that she um, is reliant on 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 the help of other people, mm. and almost that um, her skills as a writer, as a storyteller, as an advocate, is. Is uh, her currency for getting what she needs and getting where she needs to go, and um, <laughs> and I guess I related quite strongly to that. Yeah, at one point you talk about that your independence is dependent on somebody with a van. Yes, <laughs> but and but you turn it around positively to be being about you know this is the positive thing. It's about interdependence. It's our ability to work together to recognise each other's strengths. Mm. Um, and I love that you talk about the you know being disabled. Is having a body full of potential. <laughs> yes. uh, it's 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 a kind of and, and that you you know in, in a way I I feel like reading your book that your disability has maybe helped you be more self aware than a lot of us are of our bodies. Well, I mean, yeah, I think I uh, um I say that as well is that it gets um, a disabled body necessarily gets discussed more yeah. than than a body that is quote unquote f- um you know functioning in 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 typical ways and you have to sort of um learn your own um yeah learn your own uh, comfort with that and um i mean i th- and i guess one thing that i that i discuss in the book is is sort of where that if you um, have grown up with your body and your life and your uh, the way you move in the world being constantly discussed and 
and kind of ju- um, justifications for that sort of demanded of you, then the act of telling the story of your body is kind of taking it, is taking that back and, yeah, and yeah. taking back, um, yeah, taking back how you frame that, taking back your right. Um, as much as I'm telling a story, I'm also taking back a right to privacy and saying I'm going, you know, I'm, there are certain things, you know, this is the frame I have um, on 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 my life. This is what I'm willing to tell you, um, <laughs> you know, and there are other things that only other, you know, other people that are actually close um, to me are, are going to get to know. And, and as a playwright, you kind of create your own space, don't you? I mean, that's the playwright has this wonderful thing of creating the, the world they want on stage. And it's a sort of a alternative world in a way, isn't it? Yes. And I, <laughs> I remember um, be, uh, being at um, Bats, and I think it was the week before... Bats Theatre in Wellington, in Wellington, for those who don't know it. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was the week... Uh, it was packing for a play that I wrote... Uh, called Twenty Six Cats, it destroyed the patriarchy, and um, <laughs> my friend Zoe, who's in the book, uh, was directing it, and um, she she uh, came across the. St- I was sitting in the in the seats, just kind of watching things unfold. I obviously can't offer a lot of physical um, support to a pack in, and uh, she came across the stage carrying this table, and she said, "Well, you wrote a table, and and here's a table. Do you feel <laughs> do you feel powerful?" And I, you know, I sort of said, well, "Yes, thank you." Um, and it is, it is. I think writing has always kind of been this, um, yeah, the ability to create worlds is definitely part of the joy. Well, look, I, maybe we could talk a little bit about theatre because it's fascinating to me. You've just been um, on stage with a play that you've written, and as an actor. Uh, one of five short plays called mm. Five Slices of Another Life, presented by a company dubbed The Magnificent Weirdos mm-hmm. at Bats Theatre here in Pornicky. And the rev- I, I, I love this review quote that said, in a world where disabled people struggle to get roles, this show features each performer playing multiple roles. Um, this fact alone fills every disabled audience member with the euphoria of being represented. Um, uh, so you were... You you were acting in a play that you had written, but also you were in a whole lot of other roles on stage. Yeah, I played um, I played uh, multiple characters, um, and um, yeah, as the review says, there was like a lot of joy in that because uh, there were seven of us actors, um, all identified with the the disability community in one way or another, and. For a lot of us, um, we either um, had sort of come and gone from from acting on stage, and or just not had a lot of ac- a- um, access to different roles. Mm. And so, um, yeah, being able to be in a number of short plays gave us this kind of beautiful um, scope um, yeah. for to sort of play around and. And claim that space a bit, and um, I really have to. Um, well, th- there's a whole team um, behind uh, Magnificent Weirdos. Um, our director Joe Marsh and Samina Zara, but I also uh, who produced it. But I also really have to um, shout out to uh, Helen Vivian Fletcher, who's a, a writer and um, whose kind of brainchild it was. Um, where she just, um, yeah, as as a disabled writer and performer herself really kind of saw the value in, okay, 
well, um, I want to create this space for myself and, and let's yeah. bring in, bring on board more people and create that opportunity. It's amazing. And look, this book that's come out with Play Market and Helen is in it, has some wonderful things to say, working together, accessibility in Aotearoa Theatre, really changed my viewpoint, as your, your book of essays does, on the importance of creating spaces that are more accessible to everybody. Um, I wanted to ask you about cripping up. Sure. <laughs> this is a fascinating concept because I think that before we finish that you know I think Richard the Third is is probably the most common one. Mm-hmm. A disabled main character, Richard the Third, has been played by disabled people over you know several decades now. Royal Shakespeare Company and so forth. But often disabled people are played by able-bodied people. But you make a really clear guideline in this book don't audition for to actors don't audition for casting calls for disabled actors that don't call specifically for a disabled actor. It's quite an important concept right yeah and i think that's about shifting how we think of disability we've been thinking of it as a as a as a deficit and that to actually think about it as something that um is cultural in a sense that ha- that disabled people have their own ways of being in the world and their own stories and that if we're going to tell disabled stories then um who's um, whose economy should that be happening within? It should be it should be disabled people that are reaping the benefits of telling this, not only shaping how the stories are told, but yeah, getting the benefits whether that is whether that is opportunity, whether that is um, the, yeah, the ability to tell a story, whether that is um financial, whether that's you know money from 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 a production who's benefiting and so often it's been um non-disabled people are benefiting yeah. and reinforcing particular ideas thank you tom um t- thank you henrietta um henrietta bollinger your book is beautiful articulations is its name it's by pretender press you can find a link for that on our webpage kia ora kia ora